0: We're talking sound detection on today's Smart Home Show. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, this is Mike Wolf. Welcome to the Smart Home Show. Today's guest is Chris Mitchell, the CEO of Audio Analytic, a company that makes sound detection software that is used in smart home and other applications to basically allow devices to understand what exactly it's hearing and then do things. The company got to start using its sound detection software in the security industry and eventually found its way into the smart home. I'm actually of the mind that sound detection is going to be a huge technology in the home going forward. A lot of people think about audio recognition with regards to things like the Echo, but that's natural language processing, which is important. It's obviously an important technology and getting a lot of attention in the smart home. But sound detection is different. Imagine things like glass breaking or doors being slammed open, babies crying, dogs barking. All those are sounds that happen in our lives that smart home devices can react to. And that's where audio analytics comes in, their technology. Basically, it can be used for any number of different applications, which we will get into with Chris. If you want to listen to more smart home shows, please do go to technology.fm. Just look for smart the smart home show there. You can also find us on iTunes and other podcast apps. You can find me on Twitter at Michael Wolf. If you want to chat with me there or send me a direct message, that's a great place to do that. Otherwise, thanks for listening, folks. And here's my conversation with Chris Mitchell of Audio Analytic. How are you doing today, Chris?
1: I'm good. Thanks, Michael. Uh, great to be on the show. Uh, listen to the show when I'm traveling home on the train. So great uh, to be on it.
0: Well, great. Thanks for listening. Um, I've known of Audio Analytic for some time, and this idea of using sound recognition, sound detection as a way to enable smart home use cases and IoT use cases and technologies has has intrigued me for some time. Um, But I want to start from the beginning and and for the the purposes of our audience and for me to better understand. um, Tell us a little bit about what your company does and what sound detection is versus traditional uh, like speech recognition, which when, when a lot of us talk about smart home, we talk about uh, recognizing sounds, we think of like things like the Alexa, which is really natural language processing, which is much different than sound detection. So, can you tell us a little bit about what you guys do?
1: Yeah, sure. So, Audio Analytics is, is a software company. We're a B two B to C software company that licenses a sound recognition platform that enables smart home devices to be aware of the sounds that happen around them. So what it enables your smart home to do is get a sense of what's going on and then react to it. Now, that might be about protecting your loved one's safety in terms of, say, glass break. It might be about turning on lights in the middle of the night to help you out in terms of a new baby that's born and you're not tripping over things. So a whole range of values that come out of detecting specific sounds. And as you rightfully point out, as, say, Alexa is for speech recognition, Audio Analytics sets out to be what that is for sound recognition. So, and there's a whole range of sounds that um, we currently do and are planning to do that enables smart home devices to just be a lot smarter about how they react to things that happen in the house.
0: So, you guys have a huge database of sounds, and that could be anything from, like you said, a baby crying, glass breaking, etc. How many sounds do you guys have? And, and, it is the general characteristic of a sound, like a baby crying, can can that then be applied to like a different sounding baby? I guess those are two questions, because I think that you can't capture every audio signature exactly, but I would imagine certain things like baby cryings have very specific characteristics.
1: Yeah, well, the, the important thing to start off with is, is what you need out of these solutions. You need them to be able to work out of the box. So the end customer needs to be able to check a checkbox and know they're going to get the action that they desire when it detects that sound. Now, if we take two simple sounds that we can talk about, let's say glass break and um, smoke alarms, for example. Now, they start off with simple sounds, but we've had to, for example, make sure it works out of the box. We've had to import vast quantities of smoke alarms, which is interesting because some of them have radioactive material inside of them. So you suddenly get questions from DHL saying, why are you importing all, you know, large amounts of radioactive material into the country and things like that?
0: Do you import, baby, do you import babies as well, or do you just find babies? I'm just kidding.
1: We, we, no, we, we, we don't. Um, no, no babies were hurt making this product sort of thing. Um, but if you take the simple things like smoke, we then get all those into the country. Right, right. Then we've got to set them all off. Then we've got to make sure that when you put it in your houses this is my house, because obviously each one of our houses is an individual, so you, yours might be tiled in the hallway, mine might be carpeted, it's going to sound different, they're going to go off at slightly different intervals if you've got two of them, different timing. So you're very quickly into a very large data collection problem. So we take the data as seriously as you take the album. So we've done that for, say, smoke alarms, the same for glass, but we filled hangers full of glass smash the bejesus out of things, which is, you know, great for the first couple of weeks you're doing it, next week not so fun, next week less fun, and so on and so on, to to get all that data. So we have huge quantities of data here. And then to partner with that, we have the algorithms that can fill in the gaps, because, you know, rightfully, as you point out, we cannot record every, say, baby on the planet. We've got to have technology that can fill in the gaps. And we've got both parts here at Orge Analytics.
0: That's really fascinating that you actually you're doing actual physical capture of these sounds in the real world, and so that means because you have, for example, gunshots, are you guys actually firing different guns in labs to capture those sounds?
1: Uh, we, we have done that. Was more in our professional security side in, in right. terms of the the glass break. Yes, we're, we're physically going out, setting out and collecting these things. And you need to do that if you want the performance-acting systems. Uh, and the reason is, let's say, if you just sat down tomorrow and you thought, well, how could I do this? Let's go and get a sound effect library off the internet. That sound effect library is going to be recorded. It's going to have a whole bunch of assumptions on it. It's going to be designed for movies. And that's just not how it's going to actually sound within the real world environment. So then whatever you try and test and build off that is obviously going to be flawed. You've got to go out and actually really collect the data first firsthand to do it and that's what we
0: put a lot of hard work in doing and these algorithms that allow you to then take a, a sound you know signature that has characteristics and then maybe recognize ones that would have mild variations because I think that's probably what your algorithms are doing how How wide can the variations be for example if you have like a, a baby that you never captured before it, is the software powerful enough to just know okay that's based on all these characteristics of other babies we know this is a baby crying
1: Yes. Within the sound classes we're dealing with, that, that's fine. So that what we have is we have a, a platform technology that allows us to um, train it to detect a, a, a range of different sounds. And as long as we um, keep to our, our, our process of recording all the work we put into doing that, then what comes out of the end is a piece of software that can generalize when you put it into your home, my home, when it is, um, I don't know how old your kids, but your baby, my baby. Um, so that sort of thing. Um, and what we can draw from that is a whole range of different types of values, whether it be the ones we've been talking about, which are safety and security and well-being, or other values that, that might be pertinent within the smart home.
0: I asked you earlier, uh, but I, and then I rambled on to ask other questions, so I never gave you a chance to answer, but how big is your sound database? I mean, how many sounds do you have, if you if you can even answer that?
1: Um, it, it's very, very, very big. It, it really depends how you count them. Um, I have more sounds that I know what to do with. We have huge volume of databases here. Um, You know, we we capture, as you can imagine, I don't know if you go on our website, you'll see hangers full of glass, for example, um, that have been smashed and broken, uh, different sizes, thicknesses, different implements. So you can imagine all the variations and suddenly the the size of audio recordings you get off that is quite extreme.
0: So talk about the background. So you... I think started the company back in 2008, based on some of your PhD research, and you initially went into the the professional security monitoring space in terms of using your technology to help that that sector. Talk about you know how you got your origins, and then how you made your way to the smart, smart home space.
1: Yeah, no, sure. So um, uh, I did a, a, a PhD um, that was um, largely m- motivated by a bit of an argument I had with a, a professor which was he thought that um, uh, music genre was entirely capsulated within recording signals. I, I said a rude word in response to that. <laughs> uh, we had a bit of a debate back and forth. It was decided the only way that could be settled this would be, um, you know, do a PhD, which seems fair enough. Um, and out of that came uh, a piece of technology that could, well, the, the beginnings of a piece of technology that could recognize a, a broad variety of sounds. I was then lucky enough to get a fellowship uh, off the back of that PhD, went across, worked out in Silicon Valley for a bit, um, was taken, uh, studied for a bit over at Stanford and Harvard, first courses helping us to know how to commercialize PhD technology, and then came back to the UK to set up a company. Um, uh, I'd identified sort of security as a, a core value that the technology could be delivering on and chose professional security because, Obviously, all software starts out, I don't know, quite a bit bigger uh, in terms of the box it needs to run on, and then it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. So you, you're looking for, you know, lower volume, higher margin businesses so that y- you can build a company and build a technology in.
0: That use of audio in professional security monitoring, I know that over the past few years, obviously, companies have started to adapt uh, cam- network cameras to a certain degree. Um, how how receptive have professional security monitoring companies been to adopting audio recognition? Because I, I mean, I, I don't see them touting uh, that as a feature necessarily. Um, but, but I'd be curious to see if that maybe that is something that you have touted more, in like, Maybe perf- uh, like enterprise based security uh, in to like monitor warehouses, for example.
1: Um, we, we've uh, in the professional end, we've encountered it reasonably. We were. So, in the early stages of our company there, so, you know, you're sort of championing a concept into a marketplace uh, and then um, following through with that concept in, in whatever um, limitations you have in the company in terms of, you know, what demand you can fill and all of that sort of stuff. So, we, we did a bunch of installations around um, Europe in the UK, um, really working with the integrator sort of levels. Um, so, it's a very different business than the, the one we're currently in at the moment. The, the smart home pool, in terms of security, really took us in a direction where we saw that we could take our technology, which was then uh, able to be compacted onto very small um, uh, devices and embedded inside of the actual consumer device and sold that way, rather m- more as a service, which is how we were doing it in the professional security market.
0: You know, one of the things I've written about, and and I think you know, just has generally started to become a conversation in the, in the smart home. It's just this idea of home awareness, uh, certainly more cameras in the home. allow you to kind of understand the goings on, but with audio, it seems like maybe particularly if you have good, good microphones around the house, you can maybe even capture what a lot of, a lot of times the camera can't. So is this uh, something you guys have trying, been trying to educate the, both the, the home security as well as the smart home space about and, and is, are you seeing receptiveness towards this this concept?
1: Um, yes we are. Um yes we've been educating the market about it. Obviously a lot of the um echo activity and, and dot and, and, and tap, et cetera, has driven the awareness of having microphones in your products and what they can be used for, at least on the speech recognition side, are very high. And we're seeing a, a wave of activity come off that with people trying to understand how they can build out a broader sound strategy to their products. Um, Now, in terms of, I say, customers on the marketplace in the smart home space, we range from people like um, Sengled, the Sengled Voice that won the CS 2016 Innovation Awards through to partners we have, such as um, Intel, um, through to... um, chip, DSP um, uh, tie-ups we have with people like CS um, Logic through to sort of more closed platform DIY security and smart home players such as Swan. So a whole range of different people are seeing the, the benefits of what sound recognition could do from their products and, and, and largely just coming back to you've got a house. If you close your eyes when you're in the house, you hear a whole bunch of things going on and you just want that house to be able to react as if you were there. Um, you know, whatever that may maybe the safety, security, monitoring, wellness, whatever the value is that you ultimately get out of it, just having that smart home able to understand what is going on inside of it is, is a is a proposition. In the industry is very um, heavily getting
0: behind. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of investment in an interest in AI around image recognition, and that and that's not always directly applied to smart home. But you know, you've seen. The beginnings of a roll-up of, of image recognition AI technologies companies by Google and and Apple, for example. And I think uh, that that can be applied in a smart home context or not. But I think you haven't seen necessarily as much around audio uh, sound recognition. But I think it's 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 such an interesting way to maybe capture what's going on and then uh, use that as an input to just. Uh, uh, drive technology scenes or, or whatever. Um, so I, I just think that it's a, a really interesting market that – or at least an interesting technology that the market may wake up to as they're starting to wake up to image recognition.
1: Yeah, I, I think the, the market is already waking up to it. That that sort of notion of once you've built in a couple of mics to your, your product, adding a piece of software to the device so that it can recognize uh, the sound on the device – means that you just get a whole uh, range of additional functionality that you, you just haven't thought of before. Um, you know, whether that's, you know, to go back to the previous example, your baby crying in the middle of the night, and you just want the house to help you out and try and turn that light to a low, dim level so you don't trip over the, the, the jeans you've left on the floor on the way to trying to find the bottle to please get it to the baby quickly. You know, there's, there's a whole range of things a smart house could do if it could only hear what was going on inside of it. So I think that piece is is a piece that the industry is starting to realize is missing. And we're helping those device manufacturers who want to build um, a a set of strategies around how they deal with sound in their products using our our sound recognition platform.
0: One of the things I like about the idea of using audio and sound recognition is it does snap in nicely to this concept of the retrofit smart home. I mean, clearly, I think, The the first time I had really seen it or or thought about it with audio around retrofit is with the Leo product, I'm sure you're familiar with. Um, Just the idea of not having to install a Nest Protect smoke alarm and throw out my old ones, but being able to use my existing uh, smoke alarms, which has cost benefits and obviously environmental benefits. But I I think that this idea of audio recognition applies well to the idea of being able to use what you already have. If you can somehow couple a sensor with some software, or a microphone or some software to existing technology.
1: Yeah, no, I think you you, you, you spot on there. But the the important thing is that there's been a you know a great number of um, well a number of interesting examples where people have built point solutions around a aspect of sound detection. What we're doing is we're building a platform so you have a single sound detection platform which you can deploy across your entire smart home. Um, uh, installations so that you can detect a broad variety of sounds. And, and that obviously adds more value to each product, keeps the interconnectivity questions baked. You don't need so many bits of plastic around the house and just makes more intuitive sense from a whole range of perspectives in terms of making the best use of the hardware that you're investing in for your smart home. Um, so I think that makes a, a lot of sense to do it that way. Um
0: you mentioned Singled. What are some other products, or can you n- name a few products that we, where we could see audio analytic technology at work in the home?
1: Yes, yeah, so I named uh, two. One was Sangled Voice, um, which ran the CS yep.
0: 2016
1: Innovation Award, and there's the Swan One system um, yep. as well. So we've got a, a range of customers who um, you know, have product in the marketplace, a range who will be bringing product to market over the next six months, and then a, a further range that are bringing it over the next um, twelve months. Um, it's still relatively early days for the, the company within the smart home space, but we're seeing good traction so far.
0: And can you talk to your um, your IP and, and your your patent story? Do you have, um, uh, for example, some patents that you where you basically because you were kind of early in the space to a certain degree uh, that you can claim to have, lay claim to?
1: Uh, yeah, there's a range of granted patents. I think on the website, if people want to have a look. Sure. Um, uh, you got to understand, Chris. Page. I'm, I, I'm um, too.
0: I'm too lazy to actually do that. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, I figured. I figured I had to. Unf- I had on the phone. I'd ask you, but it sounds like you do have a variety of, of, of patents that um, that people can have. Can you? Uh, so, so how many patents do you have? And and can you give the general idea of what you guys have uh, IP protection around?
1: Uh, there's a there's a range of patents. Um, uh, they have multiple claims covering technology, performance in noise, compactness of the software, um, ability to detect and respond to um, specific sounds in certain ways. So you know, quite a, a reasonable gamut of um, protection there. Plus, obviously, the data as you, you've heard me talk about is, is so is is almost if not more important than the software itself so you've got the, the two together that creates the um you know competitive position for our company um, and without either of those two bits um we would suffer a company but luckily we've got both of them
0: you guys are a software uh, technology where you work with existing uh, where work with hardware so it is a typical engagement someone who's making a smart home product they they have a microphone or I think you put a microphone um Talk about – do they approach you and say, hey, we just want to enable this? What does that engagement look like? Do you guys work with them to help them put the technology on? I, mean, I would imagine there's quite a bit of expertise you need to bring to the table on this.
1: Um, so it's, it's, it's a great question. It, it, uh, we work with both people who have existing products in the marketplace and new products. Um, obviously, in both instances, it's going to need at least one microphone. Otherwise, we, there's not a lot we can do. Um so, um, but if you meet that sort of criteria, then there's normally something we can do. Um, we then go through a little short, you know, technical exercise. Can it run on the device? Typically, our, our, the sort of the resources we need on the device are very small. So we don't typically run into any problems for a, say a typical smart home device. Um, uh, then we're just into a few audio um, test questions, you know, actually getting decent audio through the device and things like that. But it, it's pretty robust. To the types of audio channels you'll find in an average smart home uh, piece of kit, so we don't normally run into that much difficulty there. Um, then we'd obviously um, uh, provide the software to the the vendor, uh, and um, uh, and then we go for an exercise of working with them and supporting them, helping them understand how to roll out sound recognition to the marketplace. You know, how to pitch the values, all, all of the the stuff you'd expect uh, um, uh, a software company to do.
0: You know, is there a scenario where a company could put out a smart home product, but then leverage a third-party um, product with a microphone? For example, obviously, the obvious example is Amazon Alexa that has always-on far-field listening. And by the way, I'm sitting in a room with Alexa, and I think she, I'm waking her up. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, the, the the beauty of the Alexa, it does have very good far-field listening capabilities. And now with Echo Dot uh, being added to the Amazon Echo, there's going to be distributed microphones throughout the home. Could you guys tap into those the presence of those microphones or do you need these companies to be saved the microphones on their own products?
1: Um, no you, you can um, um, tap into existing product microphones as long as you get us the audio stream. Um that that's the pivotal bit where the actual technology does the calculations, we're agnostic to that that really comes down to product design and choice. Um, a lot of people put it on the end device just to like the Alexa with its keyword um, wake-up technology, um, runs locally. So you get that sort of maximum trade-off between um, privacy and functionality. uh, And that's why a lot of people choose to run it on the actual devices. Um, But if you wanted to have a separate device and have the audio come to it, then that would be perfectly fine with us as well.
0: And you said something interesting, that the the device generally needs a, a microphone. But I know that some of the voice recognition... Capabilities for consumers, directed towards consumers, at least before always-on listening devices like Alexa and the Amazon Echo, Um, Siri, for example, and and Google, they were mainly focused on the smartphone as being the main way to capture voice instructions and natural language processing. Is there are there scenarios being explored where sound recognition would be off of a smartphone, for example, or is that because that's something where it may require a user engagement? And a, a very intentional act to, to get the microphone active—that's not realistic for your technology. Does that does that make sense? Um, it,
1: it, we're mostly seeing people who want to have a device that they can leave in the ha- house, yep. which obviously, to some extent, naturally rules out the smartphone because you're going to take it with you. Right, right, right. So it, it's that notion of it being left in the house that's driving it, rather than. The, you know, it being a smartphone and whatever else. So that that's the real driver here for using the microphones on those devices. They're just always there, always um, understanding what's going on in the house, taking action, um, you know, turning on lights if somebody smashes the window so you can scare away the burglars, that that sort of thing. And you just want that permanent in your house plugged in or powered somehow and not have to worry about, um, I don't know, your, your son's actually taking the smartphone with you that's right. monitoring for your security. Right. Instances, which is obviously going to put a pretty big um um dent in the, the security capabilities of the house.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, one of the things that fa- is fascinating to me about a technology like yours, which I would call horizontal, that could be applied to just a variety of different uh, you know uh, appliances as well as use cases, is there are just uh, a huge amount of use cases it, c- it could be applied to. You know, that could be elder care, and I think you have that as an example on your website. You know, the old iPhone and I can't get up, um, baby and dog care, for example. What what areas uh, and end-use cases are you seeing a lot of activity, in addition to the obvious ones around security, uh, in the smart space people trying to develop products for?
1: Um, we're seeing I, – I can get into some of the the sort of general areas they're approaching this. So I can't get into the specific valleys or sounds because um, some of them we have confidentiality agreements over. But we're see, seeing things like – Kind of pet monitoring elderly care wearables health monitoring um a few smart kitchen companies you know so we're, we're seeing quite a variety of different people playing in different aspects of the smart home coming to us and effectively saying how can i use sound recognition to um you know better serve my customers in in the space in the home that i'm trying to own um uh, so those are the ones we're typically seeing
0: Hey, well, Chris, this has been really fascinating. Um, I think this area is a really interesting one, and you guys are doing some very interesting works. So thanks for spending some time with me and explaining to me what you guys are doing over there at Audio Analytic.
1: That's okay. Absolutely. Pleasure. It um, be great to catch up in six months and, and see how we're getting on then and uh, see um, uh, how the show is progressing.
0: And people could find you guys at AudioAnalytic.com, correct?
1: Yes, AudioAnalytic.com is where they need to go.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Chris.
1: Perfect. Thank you
0: very much. Bye-bye. That was interesting, wasn't it? I learned a ton about sound recognition and what it takes and how it will be used in the future. I appreciate Chris coming on the show. I appreciate you guys listening to the Smart Home Show. Uh, as always, I appreciate the comments and the emails. I got a scoop this week because Smart Home Show listener Brian Skeens emailed me and told me about the potential disruption of the support for Staples Connect Smart Home platform, and I wrote about it at Weekly.net. So I enjoy the interaction, folks. Feel free to give me more scoops uh, on Twitter. Direct message me. Anyone can do that. If you like the show, go ahead and give us a review on iTunes. Always appreciated. That's it for now. We'll be back soon with more Smart Arm Shows. Thanks, everyone.